on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with FootballScoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Talking high school sports and beyond. Yep, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. I'm J.P. Plants, and we move into the great beyond because we got a lot of topics to get into with our next guest, um, and we'll get right to it. Joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline is the one and only Teresa Walker, uh, sports editor for the Associated Press of the State of Tennessee. Miss Teresa, welcome in. How you doing? I am doing okay. How are you both doing? We're doing well, thanks. And we, we apologize that we could not recreate the um, the Chris Yao introduction, but we, you know, you don't mess with perfection, so we just didn't try. Um, That's okay. It is a Friday, too. Yeah. Teresa? Yes. I got questions. Okay, I'll see if I have answers. All right. Um, I'll try to. There was, there was some news out of St. Thomas Sports Park yesterday regarding the Tennessee Titans' um, roster, specifically their um, receiving core, with the release of Adam Humphreys. And my question is, as pass-oriented as that offense has been the last couple of years, with Corey Davis in his walk year, why do you release Adam Humphreys? And my second question is, does the release of Adam Humphreys point to significant progress between the Titans and Corey Davis? I don't think it affects the Corey Davis situation at all, except that it does create some cap space. Okay, uh, here's the thing, uh, Adam Humphreys. I've just been I've just been waiting for them to release him. Uh, let's not forget he, they signed him to a four year deal, potentially worth thirty six million dollars. And from my rough math, it looks like he's gotten about nineteen of that for about 19 games over two years. The guy's been dealing with injuries. Uh, you know, he played 12 games in 2019 out of 16, not counting, you know, the postseason, and then seven games this last season. Now, everybody who saw that game in Cincinnati saw the horrible hit that he took. I'm still ticked that it wasn't flagged because that was obviously defenseless receiver. I'm not sure what in the world that uh, official that was watching it on the spot 
didn't see. I mean, it was textbook. And so, you know, he was put, you know, he was out for a while on that. Then he came back and played in a game. And then they put him on IR a couple days after that. And when we talked with Mike Vrabel after their loss to the Ravens, he said that Adam Humphreys was still in the concussion protocol at that point. You know, so they waived him yesterday. You know, yes, another team, I don't think another team picks up that contract. I think another team is going to want to check him out and make sure he's actually healthy before giving him a look at this point because as good as he is when he's healthy guys we just didn't see much of that in the last two years so for me this was a move that I've just been waiting for now I am expecting the Titans to to make some other moves and if you've been looking around the NFL there's been some cuts already teams trying to create salary cap space and as I look at spot rack today you know the Titans that they've got them with about five million dollars in cap space which was up before from you know before the Humphreys move they were listing them with about about 2.3 million in cap space. So, you know, and, and they're being linked to some guy named JJ Watt. They've got some, they, and plus they've got so many moves to, I'd love to see them find a way to keep Corey Davis. But here's the challenge, guys. You've got so many teams that have just got tens of millions of dollars in cap space. I mean, you know, Johnny Smith is being linked to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, they've got, as I look at this, $82 million in cap space. The Jets have got 73. Even the Patriots now have 68 million. The Colts have 50 million in cap space. So, you know, the Titans are going to have to make some moves. And, you know, do they do they cut some guys themselves, uh, some guys with some big deals? I mean, you know, Malcolm Butler's a dude that maybe you think about that. But, you know, he tied for the lead in you know, on your team in interceptions last year. He was the one guy that pretty much played every game in the secondary last year at cornerback. So, uh, you know, I'm just curious to see what they do. The, the easiest move is probably redoing contracts with Taylor Lewan, Kevin Byard, you know, the old uh, money shuffle where you change uh, sal- base salaries into signing bonuses and create cap space that way. Steelers did it with Cam Hayward earlier this week. But, uh, you know, that's the challenge is they've got to find some space because, you know, you're probably going to lose Corey Davis, John Smith. Can you replace both of those guys in free agency or or the draft? That's the challenge, and they're going to have to make some tough, tough decisions because guess what? You've got to keep that offense humming, but you also, let's face it, you've got to fix that defense. (laughs) You know, when when you put it all that way, it it really kind of changes the perspective because, again, as as successful as they've been in the passing game, the thought of having to replace Corey Davis and John O. Smith is sobering. Sobering, scary. I mean, you know, that's the thing. Uh, it, it's not going to be an easy thing. And I'm just curious to see what John Robinson does. He's going to be earning his money this year. And plus, we've seen, you know, John Clayton, I know he kind of walked it back a little bit, but I I thought the Titans should absolutely be one of the teams that J.J. Watt is looking at. You know, what we hear he's looking for is a team that's, you know, that can compete, a team that's got pieces in place. Hello, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown on offense, on defense, Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byard. You know, it's not like J.J. Watt would be asked to do what he did last year in Houston where the pretty much the only help he really had was Zach Cunningham. So, uh, but they've got to create cap space, and that's going to be the challenge. This is where, you know, Vin Marino and those guys in that front office are going to be really earning their money because they're going to, you know, you can work some magic, but at a certain point you can only create so much 
much money. So, uh, and I saw a little. I didn't. I don't listen to bust some of the boys. Sorry, but I did see a tweet a couple days ago where I don't know if it's Compton or Lewan, but you know somebody's certainly offering that Lewan will redo his deal to get JJ Watt here. So I, I got a feeling they'll be getting in touch with him pretty quickly. Well, it, I think it'd probably be more likely that Will Compton was offering to redo Lewan's deal than it was that Lewan was offering to redo Lewan's deal. But at any rate, um, you you stole. Well, well Mo, Mo, just remember what you get when they redo a deal is you get your money up front instead of those paychecks during the season. So it's not a bad thing to redo your deal when you're just talking about you know some conversions and things like that. More money now is a good thing. <laughs> it reminds me of that that commercial. Uh, about cash settlements and needing my cash now or whatever, you know. Um, uh, but but you you did kind of obviously pull the lid off of one of my questions. If if not Tennessee, where for JJ Watt? I guess. Well, it's funny. Uh, you know, he's also been linked to the Packers, his home state, Buffalo Bills, because another team with quarterback, hot team was you know number two seed in the AFC. But you know, guess what? As I look at those salary cap numbers, and yes, you can do NFL math and, and redo things. But guess who's near the bottom? Uh, the Green Bay Packers right now they they ha- they are under. They've got to create five point seven million dollars in cap space just to get to even. Uh, the Bills aren't much better. Uh, Buffalo Bills are below the Titans. You know they've got like uh, three point two million dollars currently available. So uh, although over the cap has uh, Buffalo at uh, well below a million dollars below the cap uh, floor at this point, and they've got the Packers eleven point four million below there. So uh, that's the thing. I just don't see as much as he might want to play in Green Bay. You know, do that Lambo leap. You know, just them finding a way to make that work. Uh, even if if Aaron Rodgers redoes his deal, that's that's an awful lot of money to create. And then for the Bills, boy, it's awful cold up there, even for a Wisconsin boy. So you know, it, 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 I, I do think that the Bills and that and, and the Titans probably are the two you know two stronger c- candidates because of the the quarterback offensive situation and just the ability to maybe find room to, to pay him. I just Packers, it's a great story, but you know what? Money gets in the way of everything. I mean, just remember that next time you want to go buy a new car. You can't get everything you want. Uh, money gets in the way of everything. Uh, everything. True, true, truer words have never been spoken. Um, before I get to my biggest question, I saw last night, um, apparently the Denver Broncos have released um, defensive tackle Jarrell Casey after one season. Any chance of a return? Did he burn bridges? Is there interest uh, considering some of the things we saw from Denver and how he seemed very upset that he was let go or you know traded by the Titans for a seventh round pick, uh, that might be a tough bridge to walk back across. And you know he he played three games last year with Denver before the injury put him on IR. So uh, you know nine that was his tenth year in the NFL. Uh, I just sometimes. Sometimes you can leave enough of a bridge left over. Maybe there is that case. That said, it would have to be for, like, the veterans' minimum because, again, the Titans have plenty of other places they need to spend their money. Let's not forget, Daquan Jones is also hitting the free agency market if they don't get him back. So, uh, you know, would you rather have Daquan Jones, who had a very productive year last year, who's quietly been a guy that just keeps playing games for you, uh, as opposed to Jarrell Casey? It just feels like maybe 
maybe Jarrell's career is ticking off uh, at the end. Now, now watch. He, he might go sign with somebody else and, <laughs> and have a great year. But, you know, it's just it's one of those things that it's been trending that way and mm-hmm. usually sticks around. Okay. So, with, you know, the, the saga that is Isaiah Wilson, saw something last night about the Titans exploring trade opportunities. Who the heck's going to trade for Isaiah Wilson? Well, it's one of those things that you make the calls anyway because there's always one coach and one team that'll think that, you know what, we can get through this guy. You know, maybe they've got a former Georgia coach on their staff or, or you know, somebody that knows Wilson or played against him. And, you know, and, and just, just remember, every coach is convinced they can be the one to tap that potential. That said, it does seem a lot easier that, you know, it's like you, the road to talk about Burgess, Bridges being burned. I mean, you know, that, that tweet that quickly got deleted on Monday night is that, you know, his career finished with the Titans it's like uh, he just tweeted what everybody pretty much knew at that point but uh, you know that you 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 it, it's perfunctory you you check to see because otherwise you're gonna have to take some of a hit you you, you can try and designate him as a post June 1 cut to to help with some of that but here's where it could potentially get messy remember the Titans did suspend him for a game in December uh, and then and then you know put him on the NFI list uh, a few days after that that. So uh, I think he, he was suspended for the Cleveland game. And, you know, this is a guy that they so needed. You know, Taylor Luan goes down to injury. Tyson Braylor goes down to injury. They they needed him this last year. And the, all the issues that he dealt with, you know, it just, you know, so – I, if I'm another NFL team, I'd have to meet him, and 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 you know he ain't going to be getting big money. Come, you know he's going to have to get a prove it deal if anyone signs him. And at this point, with what he did, and, it, you know, it, it, but you'd make the calls, Mo. It's you know you you don't want to put it out on the curb and just let somebody else take it and you know and shine it up and get you know turn it into a wonderful found piece. You know, and you 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 just had it in your back deck until you kicked it out of the house. So all you, of you that, make the calls. All of that said though you make the calls you don't put it out on the curb but you're not bringing him back so so you're either going to trade him or you're going to put him out on the curb 31 other teams know that why am i going to trade for why am i going to trade for a guy that if that that is most likely going to be available and i don't have to give up anything for him if i just wait well, but here's the thing: you're waiting until June 1st because I, you know, again, for the money purposes, it, it helps them if they uh, cut him uh, or designate him as a June one cut. It means you don't get him into your system soon enough, okay? And you know, the signals are we're going to have another virtual off season uh, as it is, but you would want to get him into meetings and things like that. We saw how well that went for Jadavian Clowney signing with the Titans right before the season last year, right? It, you, you want them into your system so you start integrating them and, and you know kicking the tires so in this case yeah if somebody who has say seven eight ten draft picks they might say you know what we'll give you a, a conditional seventh or a seventh conditional sixth if, if we get anything out of them so you know and draft picks you know can help you move up and you know we've and we've seen john robinson i think he's got like 22 trades since he took over as gm you know he likes to move up to get guys uh and so when you can get even an extra pick at this point for a guy you used a first rounder on 
you try, you know, because somebody might decide, you know what, we want this guy, we'll take a flyer on him. And, and, and that allows you to beat the 30 other teams that might want to sign him to a cheap deal. So, you know, that's why you make the call. You, as much as you want, we all think that no one wants this guy, someone might. We are speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. Um, Shifting gears, Teresa. Chris and I had decided that the Titans need, I'm I'm sorry, that the Nashville Predators needed to go 4-2 over this six-game stretch that they had with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Detroit Red Wings. They are... Two and two to this point, which means that, you know, to our way of thinking, if they are going to be buyers at all at the trade deadline or running up to the trade deadline, they need to sweep Columbus here coming up. Where do you see this hockey team right now? Uh, sellers. I, I don't think that they're going to be buying at all because, it, you know, I know I've seen the interviews that David Poyle has done on. I've heard him on radio. Uh, I haven't read the Tennessean interview with him uh, and Paul Scarbina, but uh, just yet. But uh, I mean, you can't split with Detroit if you're thinking of making a playoff run. And they've now done that twice. So it's like, you know, I see some signs, but I need to see more Ailey Tolvanen. I need to see some other stuff. And uh, as much as it's been nice to see them make the obvious decision and go back to Pekka, then we see some goals last night that Pekka gave up that Pekka usually used to not give up. So, uh, you know, the best thing for this team is if Connor Ingram can get back and get on the ice for them at all this season. Uh, But their goalie depth and issues there are hurting, as as well as the the lack of chemistry uh, on this team. You know, it, 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 this team is a seller, and, and it's like it's, it's nice to think that you can hold on and cobble something together, that they're just a game away from getting this all worked out. But no, I, I, I'd love to believe it. I don't. I think they're going to be selling. And, guys, this, this ownership group has a very tough decision that they better be thinking about now hmm. is what to do once this offseason ends in May. And I think May 8th is the final day of the regular season for the Predators. I don't see them playing in the postseason. And, you know, because, again, one step forward, one step forward with a win, take two steps back when you lose to Detroit. You're, you're, they're trying to stay out of the bottom of the NHL right now. That's how bad it is. So uh, they need to be figuring out, uh, it, you know, David Poyle probably has a succession plan for himself. The, the ownership group needs to decide if they're on the same board or if it's time to finally, uh, you know, maybe bring in some new blood to this franchise and, and take it in a step that, well, let's face it, it hadn't been because David Poyle built this thing from the very beginning. And as I look at the current standings, the Predators are 26th, okay? Uh, that, you know, they're tied with Anaheim. And when you go to the division, this is where it hurts even more because, uh, sorry, I'm flipping as we talk. Uh, <laughs> where is it? See, I can't even find them now. Oh, they're there. They're seventh in the division, one point ahead of Detroit. Okay, and the worst thing is, you know, they've got they played nineteen games. Okay, uh, Dallas is ahead of them. Dallas has got four games in hand on them. Okay, when you look at the games in hand, etc., they're just, it's just you know they are nine points out of fourth in the Central Division, and they just don't have games in hand to help them climb that high. So they need a hot, hot winning streak, guys, and and. I haven't seen this team capable of putting together that kind of a winning streak in more than a couple seasons. 
you you said a mouthful, and I, and I think the overarching issue to all of this is is this David Paul's last year. It, it, as tough as it sound, it is to say, I, the, 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 my magic eight ball is leaning toward definitely yes, because you know the winningest GM in NHL history. You know his history has been incredible, uh, and, and you know what he's done to build this franchise. Literally, I mean, this was the guy who put everything together. You know that led to Smashville as we know it. You know he's the guy who may put the pieces in place to get to a Stanley Cup final, uh, a President's Cup trophy. Uh, winning team and, and and that to me when they followed up getting to the Stanley Cup final the last team into the playoffs in 2017 then they followed up with the President's Cup yes that showed that they did have talent but you know what in trying to recapture the past and, the, and maybe that that magic chemistry that they had in those couple of seasons you know it, it's just been move after move after move lots of big contracts that have been handed out and right now you know they're, they're, they're stuck. You know, all signs I see look to rebuild. And the question is, should David Poyle be the guy running the rebuild? And, you know, and at this point, you know, and barring what he does leading up to the trade deadline this year, uh, my, my, I, it just seems like the time has come to make a change. Strong words, uh, but not uh, not completely. Uh, it's reasonable, Teresa. It is very reasonable, and uh, what a change that would be. You know, for franchise that um, you know had uh, uh, Barry Trotz for so many years, and we've seen a couple of changes since then. Uh, you knew ultimately there was going to be a different general manager, so it's got to happen at some point, right? Yes, and that's the thing. It's you know he's he's. I'm trying to remember. I looked up his birthday. You know, February 14th was his latest birthday. I, I can't remember if he's 71 or 72 at this point. And you know, God bless him. I'm glad that he's loving what he's doing. I won't be working that long myself. Uh, I'm just Speak saying. Speak for and, yourself. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm trying desperately to make sure I don't work that long. But but here's the thing. He's the guy who handed out the big deal to Matt Duchesne and. And that's a guy that's been nothing. I mean, you know, luckily you can unload hopefully one of these bad contracts this summer in the expansion uh, draft and get, you know, please God, Seattle Kraken, take, I, I, you know, I know a lot of people say, you know, unload Johansson, but, you know, you can look at and see that there is, while he's not scoring, he's making a difference on the ice because the team is scoring more when he's on, when he's playing than when he's not. Uh, Matt Duchesne, Hello. Uh, you know, it's like if it weren't for the number and the contract tracker and his name on the sheet, uh, you know, for and, and in the stat sheet, I'm not seeing much production. It's just, you know, that's a guy who's not earning his paycheck. And, you know, I, I know that the, the reports are that Roman Yossi is untouchable and uh, Ryan Ellis. I add Philip Forsberg to that because that's the three pieces there that give you a chance to make this rebuilding, you know, retooling a, a little less painful. But, uh, you know, it, the time has come. I, you know, people may not want to hear it, but, you know, if you can listen to the booing in the building, you know, from the few fans that are there, it absolutely needs to be happening. Well, someone who always earns her paycheck, Teresa Walker, Associated Press. Miss Teresa, always a pleasure. We greatly appreciate your insight. Look forward to speaking with you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, there you go. Miss Teresa Walker. 
Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.